0: The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews and more. Then we
1: can do something epic! Good morning
0: Good afternoon, good evening Please delete as appropriate The Force It's calling to you Just let it in Hey guys, welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. I'm your host, Riley Blanton, and uh, welcome back to uh, part three, the final part of our Last Jedi Revisit uh, series that Bruce and I did. This is a continuation of the commentary we recorded. Um, and if you want to catch the uh, entire commentary, of course, catch the last two episodes in the podcast feed, or if you'd like the whole uh, audio file so that you can sync it up and watch it with uh, your Last Jedi Blu-ray you can go to patreon.com slash Star Report. I've actually posted that there for everyone who uh, supports us over there. As well as uh, uh, a cool... Uh, this is the first time I've done it, but I just posted a video uh, version as well. So if you want to stream it on your mobile device, there's a little picture-in-picture version of the movie itself, and you can stream it right there on your phone uh, or a computer or wherever you like to watch. It's over at patreon.com slash Star Report, and I just want to thank everyone who supports the podcast there. And hey, also... Uh, if you would like uh, an access to those copies and Patreon's not your thing hey shoot me an email riley at starwarsreport.com R-I-L-E-Y and I will get you those links uh, just as a thank you for listening to the podcast but uh, otherwise enjoy the uh, continuation and part three of our last Jedi uh, one year anniversary revisit commentary and may the force be with you you're listening to the Star Wars Report the circle is now complete. Yeah. This scene frustrated some people with her ability to knock him back.
1: And him not knowing it's coming. Yeah. I would think with the force he would have sensed it coming.
0: He still, He still kind of kicks her butt though. She's not overpowered here. He's kind of toying with her. Again, you get a nice reference to Ray's theme. Goes for the lightsaber. I'm sucked in. But you see here Luke's disappointment in himself. Right? Yeah. As he explains what he did. I sensed darkness. I sensed a building in him. I'd seen in moments during his training. And I looked inside and, like, all, the dialogue here tells you a Luke who's afraid. And is that the Luke of Return of the Jedi? No. But does that make sense to me? Yeah. Now, again, like, what's the line here? We've got the subtitles up. The briefest of moments of pure instinct, I thought I could stop it. But he looks at his lightsaber and looks... It passed like a fleeting shadow. Uh, That dialogue's there to minimize the extent to which he was willing to think about it, because he didn't try to murder him. He ignited his lightsaber. He thought about it. And that's very different. Am I just...
1: No, I mean, that's how I take it. Uh, I mean, you know, there's always discussion about the parallels of, you know, he didn't, With Vader, he saw the good in him and he felt like he could turn Vader. Why didn't he feel like he could turn his own nephew? And I feel with Vader, Vader had already been down the dark side of the path and Luke sensed that there was a light. Yeah. This, for some reason, Luke didn't sense the light. Ray's telling him that there is still good in him. My question is, why didn't Luke sense that in his own nephew? And if anything, what Luke saw was a future where Ben was going to bring devastation, pain to worlds, and... But
0: always in motion is the future. Right. That's what he learned from Yoda. Is that an inconsistency? I'd say that is a...
1: He just said, you know, how he's so far down the dark side that it it is. It's like, you know, it scared him. Yeah. I think it just scared him. But he's kind of
0: justified. We've seen Kylo Ren kill Han Solo. So, like, that happened. That's the thing. That's not a hypothetical dark future. Like, what he saw in the future of a dark and evil person is true, but it's just about sort of redemption and whether or not a character can be redeemed. But also
1: when we see Kylo kill Han Solo, we also see Kylo in that movie struggling with trying yeah. to stay on the dark side. The well, good and even here, even in
0: this in. movie, like, Snoke is right. criticizing, like, that deed split you in two.
1: So, it's Yoda! Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was always I, I was... One
0: floored and so excited. I love this scene.
1: Again, I'll just say why doesn't Luke sense the good and the light in Ben Solo when others do.
0: I don't know. Why doesn't Obi Wan sense the good in Anakin, though? Why doesn't Yoda sense the good in Anakin? Well that's true that's too. That's their failure. Yep. And it uh, failure and that's like that's what I'm saying. T- I'm not trying to minimize Luke's failure. His failure is here, but his failure is part of this story. Like right here, in this—that's sc- the point of the scene. That's one of the most beautiful things about the scene with Yoda here is that, you know, the, a great teacher' failure is—it's so true. Ah, that's so good. <laughs> and his laugh. I love this scene. Also, lo- Yoda looks fantastic. So he does look a little bit more solidified than in other scenes. The sacred text. Yeah, this this <sighs> scene's so good. I was kinda sad there's no I I want Qui-Gon. Maybe Qui-Gon will show up in episode nine.
1: I want Anakin. <laughs> I really do.
0: Page-turners, were they? <laughs> or page-turners, they were not. Um, it's funny, because at this point in the film, you know, we're a little over halfway, right? I, I think yeah. somewhere like that. Yeah. I sort of feel like comfy in my opinions on this film. Like, I'm trying to... Th- there isn't a lot more... I find myself in a weird place, Bruce, because I sort of like I've said everything that I have to say about my thoughts on the film. Like, there's a little more nuance and stuff later that we can talk about, but sort of like my personal Riley, the Star Wars fan's opinion on the movie, has kind of settled in here. Like, there's not really a lot I have to process through or think about to to change. I don't really see my opinion changing a lot at this point.
1: I- I don't either. I think
0: I find it, kind of find myself at a loss for like words, slash topics, because cause the theme so far of the commentary is really kind of processing how the Star Wars community and some of, you know and a lot of our friends have responded to this movie, and now I'm sort of at a point where I'm just like, "Geez, I'm," I mean, I have my I have my criticisms, but I like this movie, uh, and I'll defend the choices that Ryan Johnson made for Luke, Luke Skywalker and Admiral Haldo's dumb Those, that's the big takeaways <laughs> <laughs> from Riley <laughs> but also like uh getting Luke right is more important and i know a lot of people didn't but it kind of makes me sad in some ways oh yeah that people aren't on the same page oh it definitely makes me sad especially some of my, like Aaron's a perfect example He was just on the phone earlier but not not a fan of Luke Skywalker in this movie
1: it makes me sad because if you're a big Star Wars fan and you just just do not like this movie, just hate this movie, I feel for you. I mean, I I don't ever want to get in that place. I I would I can't imagine going to see a Star Wars movie and walking out going, "Oh my gosh, I hate it." Like it would just be devastating. Yeah. So I I feel bad for people like, you know, You know, like I had a a, a, there's this guy that I used to work with, he's no longer at the company, but he's a big Star Wars fan. And after he saw this, he came to my office and I said, So, what'd you think? What'd you think? And he's like, I want to like it, and I just can't. He goes, I hate that, I can't say that. Like, he goes, I hate it. (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, it is, it is kind of a bummer. It is, yeah,
1: but see, okay, just again, from my opinion, though. I mean, I like the movie, but even if I there was things I didn't like about it, or I you know, I, I don't see myself hating it because it's still Star Wars. It just would be a Star Wars movie that I just don't care for that much. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine hating it because it's still Star Wars.
0: It is hard to. I love listen. I love the Phantom Menace. I love Attack of the Clo- I love Attack of the Clones. Although, even though it's not my least favorite of the Star Wars films, I absolutely love that movie. Because of the redeeming qualities. Because it has a lot of crap. Attack of the Clones, it has some really bad dialogue. Yeah. Some really not so great acting. It gets really slow at times. The chemistry between Padme and Anakin, pretty awful. I have a lot of criticisms I could levy at that film. But there it's such an it's such a key part and has so many important parts of the Star Wars mythology, the overall story that I love so much that every part that contributes to it is something I absolutely love. So I can't I'm trying to imagine a world in which they made a Star Wars movie that I hated. Yeah, I can't. I can't. No. I can't either. I also think that like some of the things that bother people, I just don't care enough about right where i'm not in I'm not invested enough in any specific way to where I want the specific story to go the specific way I want right, and so that's when I approach these movies that helps that a little bit well,
1: and i going into this movie, I remember saying, I just want something different. stop you know, I enjoyed the Force awakens, but you know there's a lot of callbacks to other movies and other Star Wars movies that is, and it's the, you know, people say there's a lot of parallels to a new hope. And I see some of that, but I just was like, give me something really different. And to me that this, this did it for me. Yeah. Now you could say, yeah, well don't do something different and make it wrong. You yeah. Know?
0: The, um, I, this part, uh, now we're back to the sort of Haldo, uh, Poe thing. Like this is Poe. This is insubordination. Right here, like the uh, challenging her on the bridge uh, and, you know, losing his temper and tossing things. Um, It's very easy to sympathize with him, though, especially as sort of he's like a hero that we've all come to love. Um, But like what he did there is definitely puts him in the wrong. Um, It would have been simpler if. Haldo had explained the plan, (laughs) not because you have to explain the plan, but it would have made more sense. It's not exactly one they had to keep secret for any reason. So we see the Millennium Falcon escape escape pods.
1: Oh. I'm going to uh, take a quick break okay. and let you do all the talking, which you've been doing most of anyway. <laughs> so, all right, I have to go upstairs and take care of something.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I um I will have to, I'll have to come up with some good questions to ask you when I get back, or when you get back. Um. All right. So we find ourselves with Ray uh, on the escape pod, ready to head to Snoke's flagship and attempt, attempt and hope that Kylo will see the light and join her. And what we get here is the first of several betrayals um, because she she puts herself on the line, has that moment of trust, sees Kylo, but then we see the troopers come and get her. And that's a moment where her putting herself on the line puts her in a place that's vulnerable, and Kylo breaks that trust. But I think that's also kind of the seed of her. It plants the seed of her somehow seeing what's the word i'm looking for Uh, it plants the seed of kylo being willing to um reject snoke and embrace her or at least try to get her to embrace his way of of seeing the world which which i appreciate i wouldn't mind of maybe seeing a little bit more of more of that from kylo but i think ultimately this is where we're finding ourselves is the tension is really whether or not it it's comes down to Kylo's decision like the decision is going to be in Kylo's hands very similar to return of the jedi as uh uh vader has to make the decision with with luke but what's distinct and different is 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 instead of going from like dark side to light side Kylo has a very very different mm-hmm in place because he just kind of goes back in the opposite direction towards the middle. But we'll talk about that more once Bruce gets here. Now we're back into the, uh, mutiny. All right. Dumbest joke of the movie probably is the ironing board. Uh, that doesn't, that's kind of dumb. Not going to lie. It's a very space balls, robot chicken moment right there. And, uh, I'm kind of wish they didn't have it in, but, It's interesting how much of The Last Jedi is kind of a mishmash in references to the original trilogy because it has the whole Empire Strikes Back element at the beginning with them trying to escape a planet. And this is very A New Hope right here where they're walking through the hallways disguised as First Order troopers, something that's kind of bound to happen. And then Return of the Jedi, once Rey enters the throne room, is kind of like a mishmash of all of the... uh, all of the above like even this scene that's down to the exact shot for shot uh reference to return of the jedi of vader and luke being in the elevator and uh she's trying to convince him to come to the light but again this is where ryan johnson kind of plays into the the template that's in place like all this looks very familiar to us as star wars fans because we've seen luke and vader face each other in this way where uh, we're now seeing Rey and Kylo face each other in this exact same way. But the outcome's going to be different. It's not going to be Kylo just simply betraying Snoke. It's him betraying Snoke, but then still wanting to stay in charge of the galaxy. It's sort of like if Vader like, kills the Emperor, but he's still like, and now Luke, you can join me and we can really fulfill our destiny as father and son and rule the galaxy. Um, that's sort of the significant difference here. Oh, Hey. Backdrop in this uh, scene. Actual, literal red curtain. It looks like a red curtain in the background. That's because it is a red curtain in the background. But this is where we get uh, Snoke just monologuing uh, and monologuing in the style of The Incredibles, wasting way too much time. So... Which is not a s- surprise for Star Wars villains. Like, the Emperor loved his monologuing, too. Um, I'm going to jump to Tristan. Uh, Tristan's email. He emails us and says, Hey, enjoyed the podcast. Thought I'd uh, weigh in with my issues with the Last Jedi, since Riley said he was going back to it and to see how it holds up. And firstly, as much as I dislike the movie, the vitriol and toxicity around the haters is absolutely unacceptable. These are just my thoughts and opinions and we can respectfully disagree. It's only a movie. Hey, good perspective, uh, Tristan. I uh, I appreciate it. Um Let's see. In no particular order, he kind of talks about the um Let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, it wasn't the bomber section. I wanted to highlight another part. Of oh, yes. So, getting to the sort of the Poe thing Tristan says Poe gets reprimanded uh, for losing the resistance bombers to destroy only one First Order ship. This is only somewhat of a problem to me because we have no idea what the size or scope of the First Order is. If the First Order had only one or two dreadnoughts and there's the backbone of their fleet, it may have been worth it. But if there were dozens um, uh, and no one would seem to care, then it would make more sense.
1: Well, I'm back. Uh, so, yeah, what I did I miss? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I've seen this movie. So, I'll no, it's say... true. Yeah,
0: you ha- you haven't missed much. Um, I was I was just getting into some of Tristan's email, which we'll we'll circle back to. But I also oh, okay. was talking back about um, how the it's kind of a Last Jedi is a bit of a mishmash remix of all three original trilogy. Like the opening is very much like Empire Strikes Back. They're trying to escape, uh, and the ending is kind of like Empire Strikes Back with the when we get to the crate scenes, yeah, yeah. but whereas the sort of throne room sequence is very Return of the Jedi with Rey and Kylo, to the point where it kind of sets that Star Wars template for you expect Kylo to maybe betray Snoke and join Rey on the light side. Right. However, he doesn't do that exactly. He betrays Snoke, but he's also not willing to do the final step, which is, again, sort of the old subverting your expectations type of thing. Um, and then, like, walking around in the hallways dressed as stormtroopers, a very... A new hope type of thing, right here. Yes. Uh, so it's sort of it, the especially the end here is like a mishmash of everyone. Oh, it's it's Captain Who Cares. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember the bit that we had on the show leading into the Force Awakens where it was Captain Phasma. Yeah,
1: Captain Phasma. Phasma. Yeah. We well, at least doing...
0: she wears uniform. That is, well, that's true.
1: It's a badass. Look, looking... see, Leia's not wearing a uniform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: She's wearing a, an actual robe, a hospital gown, and she still has perfect aim. Wouldn't
1: on. it be funny if she turned around? And then the back is open. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the guy. oh, jeez. And we can say
1: it's hey, the first butt we've seen in. No, oh, stop, stop it. <laughs> Too soon. <Cannot>
0: <laughs> so now we see. So now we see Hollow and this again, like hollow Oh, I like him. Yeah, he's pretty great. No, he just committed mutiny. There should be consequences. That's part of the story. Um, and yeah, this is the classic: somebody's got to stay behind and pilot the ship. Which I've heard people say, "Hey, that's dumb." You could you could program a ship to go into hyperspace. That's not the point of the scene. Like the se- the point of the scene is a great idea. Like the idea of a, a ship's captain sacrificing themselves and going down with the ship. Right? Yeah. I, th- I love the idea. I just don't like Haldo. Just imagine if it were Admiral Akbar, freaking Admiral, he's like, I'm the trap! <laughs> you know, that you would know be it's like,
1: I don't really understand why we have Haldo in this movie. It's like, it just seems really odd thing to introduce this character and then just get rid of her. Like, it, okay, it's going back to what you're saying about Akbar. Yeah. That would have been cool, but you know what? It or even It would have been better if it was even Poe. What if it were Leia
0: who sacrificed herself oh, at yeah, the end of the, the movie? Oh yeah, I thought of that
1: too, yeah. I mean... Obviously they were their, their plan was to have Leia in the next movie. Yeah. But you know, Poe was supposed to originally die in The Force Awakens and they kept him around. But again, what if Poe sacrificed himself? Like or it just would have been something really dramatic if it was a known character, not one that we just introduced a half hour ago.
0: Yeah, cuz even if it if it was a great well-written, well-developed character that I liked, I just met her in this movie.
1: Heck, even if it was Rose, yeah. You know, her f- sister sacrificed herself. It would be Rose... like a poetic symmetry, yeah. yeah.
0: Um like I say it's not that's not a huge wi- wi- weakness that makes me hate the movie or anything, but it is just one of those odd things. We have we have the uh we have the skiing here happening <laughs> for skiing. He does play very much like the emperor here. We Weak- you've seen a weakness in my apprentice. I love like the change of his facial expression right here. Really great subtle work on the CGI and motion capture. Yeah, no, it really it really is good. Andy yes. Circus nails it. Yes, here. Um. Hmm. Like and I even like the voiceover and stuff I like a lot. Which and and like if you as you watch the behind the scenes one thing that I think actually helped is that they actually rigged all the motion capture stuff instead of on like a soundstage somewhere. They actually rigged it to him so that he could perform in the throne room with her on location to really kind of get the, the full sense of evil. Um, And I, I think you can definitely tell. Yeah. Give me everything. Huh? Yeah, that's a very Voldemort scream.
1: I just really do still wish that they would have given us just a little, just a nugget about Snoke. Mm. You know, just to say, you know, like, you know, some mention of, you know, he was an acolyte of the emperor or something like just something where it's like, oh, he worked for the emperor. you know, Yeah. Or, uh, you know, it's just something.
0: Yeah, I could see that. So we have the the foolproof plan. Everybody jumps into the escape pods and uh, rolls out undetected. By the way, good plans except for that they get betrayed. He's like, <laughs> he's like, that could work. Wish he'd have told me that, you know, two days ago. Hmm.
1: I think this the thing about these scene. movies is it, it creates more questions than it gives answers. Where yeah. the other movies I felt like were giving you answers. Like we know right away, oh, Anakin's the chosen one and the Phantom Menace. And then this, hmm. it's like, you know, who's yeah. Rey? Who her parent? Like we got answers about Anakin in the beginning. The we-
0: original trilogy was a much more about creating questions, especially A New Hope.
1: Yeah, but I don't remember sitting around when New Hope came out and, like, you know, well, Dude, who are Luke's parents? Where wait, are? Where is his
0: dad? Wait, you didn't, like, hit the lines of, like, oh, uh, what is it? It's the time he knew about his father, Owen, you know, when, like, Aunt Beru talks about his father. Or, like, um, your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough. He was, uh. Uh, yeah, is a good pilot. Yeah, and they friend. said that
1: Darth Vader killed his father.
0: And the Clone Wars. Yeah, well, but so like, we were just like, like oh, so even referencing the Clone Wars, he didn't know what the Clone Wars were.
1: No, but it was like, okay, there was some war that his dad died in. It was How killed by a, this what's villain. What's
0: the parsec? What's the Kessel Run? Well, like, that's a lot of different. that was <laughs> uh, no, it's all different. Yeah. that's nerdy questions yeah
1: but you're not questioning who are luke's who is luke's mother who is luke's father where's I mean, the
0: emperor from
1: yeah uh, where did darth vader come from why is he in this su- i mean maybe there was questions about why he was in the There's suit the question but, of whether
0: or not vader was lying in well the there was also
1: questions is vader a human or is he a robot i remember that
0: oh yeah i guess so you know which is funny just to think about some of those questions that you know with pop culture knowledge today you just wouldn't ask like but now every- it's like, you know, knows. why is
1: Snook in charge of the resistance? And where, you know, why did...
0: I think a lot of these questions come from the fan theory fetishism, though, that comes in the age of YouTube.
1: Well, I, I blame it on J.J. J. Abrams. J.J. J. Abrams always wants to create mystery behind Yeah, things.
0: but, like, it's compounded by the fact that all these fan theory channels and podcasts like us, like, theorize and guess all the time... I guess the
1: difference I'm having with this is when we would theorize and guess about the prequels in this age of podcasting and social media and all this stuff, it was always about the future of where it's going. Here, I feel like it's always a question about the past. Hmm. You know, it's always figuring out why are certain people where they are? Why they're that way? Why did this take place? Why is Snoke there? Why? Who are her parents for Ray and. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm getting. You know. Yeah, I guess. Why is Haldo there? Where did she come from? You know, I guess it's that a lot kind of those of questions
0: are looking at the past. I never thought about it that way. Is that a JJ thing that they? A lot of the ones you just now mentioned are from Force yeah, Awakens. Yeah, I
1: think it's a JJ thing for yeah. sure. And but then JJ's is, like, we'll answer the questions as we go along. But you
0: have to admit, though, we live in the time like JJ Abrams isn't it's Ryan Johnson isn't seeing the script of The Force Awakens when he's filming this. We know that. Yeah. Right? So there's that gap in the storytelling. It's the sort of like the baton relay race of storytelling style, which I think is a huge weakness of this film. And and then there's the whole thing of like not only do you not have And Bruce think about this. Not only does Ryan Johnson Bruce is really watching. He's really engrossed in the scene, I guys. can't help so, it. <laughs> I'm like trying to catch his attention. I remember the
1: first time we did commentary, <laughs> it was like, the same way. I was just like.
0: <laughs> but the thing about this, not only is Ryan Johnson not really getting the full story from J.J., like maybe some notes and stuff, but he's not really getting the script. It's not done when he's doing this film. He is getting all of the fan reaction and theories and and, and social media culture, and I feel like that's poisonous for a creator. In for, for a creator. If you're like. Because, yeah. like, I remember the perfect example like in the behind the scenes, Ryan Johnson's like at a story table meeting, and someone's someone from Story Group or something is laughing about something some fan said on Twitter about a theory. And, like, I don't want the storyteller to be engaging any of his energy or thoughts in the Star Wars storytelling process based off of what the lunatics on Twitter are saying.
1: Well yeah, because you, you fall into a, a trap of, oh this is what fans are saying, this is what they're saying and online. It's not. Well then I don't want to go down that route. I gotta come up with something that no one's saying.
0: Yeah, and it's not even what fans are saying, it's what are like a few really engaged fans are saying uh on social media. Oh hey Snoke's dead. Oh,
1: I love this part.
0: This is a great scene. Like and this psh, she grabs it hot dog she's like oh he's doing it he's doing it little does she know poor thing what a great sequence oh i can check in for my flight tomorrow oh <laughs> i'm not i'm not about that i'm sad i don't want to go back i want to just do a more commentaries with bruce <laughs> I can check in online and print my boarding pass. I'll have to check in online. I just realized, uh, which means I will do that later. Uh, take the take th- th- it easy, big if. So again, like this betrayal and and his indignance here, like he's here. He's saying you're wrong, and you're on the side of the resistance, so he's already on their side. If he were still like. If he were the one who was, like, willing to take the money, right, mm-hmm. then Hat Changes has a change of heart. I think it would have been more significant. This is, like, the coolest weapon ever. The Bindi, the Vibro Pencil, as I call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this, this is a Lego set that I want. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm also not gonna lie. I kind of want to order Domino's pizza, with, with the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the pizza you got. I'm hungry. <laughs> this is my problem. I'm gonna have to get a bite on my way back to the south side of town. That is not at all part of the commentary. I just no. th- thought of food, and I got. But <laughs> I gave I
1: gave Riley a uh, Domino's gift card for Christmas.
0: Yeah, which we <laughs> talked about earlier on the, on previous shows. My, the Domino's pizza at my Air Force base. Um. Yeah, it's funny because like the whole rest of this movie, I'm just a big fan of. It's so good. Wait, has that, did I was I distracted thinking about food or talking to you where I missed the Halda scene or has that not happened yet?
1: That hasn't happened yet.
0: Yeah, because it's building to it. Um.
1: No, this is a, a great scene.
0: We still haven't had a proper fight in the new Star Wars movies, though. Lightsaber on lightsaber, force user versus force user, badass fight. Because, like, Snoke's unceremoniously killed, and here they're just fighting guards. I mean, the guards are cool, but... Yeah,
1: why not the Knights of Ren?
0: Um, You know? Yeah, but... And and later, like Luke faces off against Kylo, but by just sidestepping him, because he's, spoiler alert, not really there. So that is something I very much look forward to in Episode Nine is a proper lightsaber battle. Maybe between Rey and Kylo or between, like, whoever the villain is. Does does episode nine need a villain? Another villain? Ugh. Phasma's gone. Snoke's gone. It's just Hux and Kylo.
1: I mean, I think there probably will be now that you mention it, but... I mean, I don't know. I don't think it needs one, but you know, I don't know what the story is. Yeah, <laughs> so, I want to I mean,
0: have. I want to have another lightsaber fight. Here's the moment. Let the past die. Rule together.
1: It is going to be interesting in episode nine because if it takes place a year after this, which yeah. uh, John Boyega apparently yeah. revealed, um,
0: which you can hear about on the last podcast episode, uh, that's right, where I was born. Where, yeah, where, so,
1: <laughs> but. Uh, what was I gonna say?
0: Sorry, you're talking about Finn?
1: But uh oh no, about
0: a year so uh, Oh about John Boyega. yeah, a year later.
1: No, no, yeah, well he mentioned yeah, John Boyega said a year later, but it'd be interesting to see where Kylo Ren Ben Solo is a year later because now that the first order is ruling the galaxy, because the new uh republic is gone. Yeah. They've now taken over. What what is he doing? You know,
0: like is he like I am king, <laughs> you know. I am I, king of the universe. I, I am ruler. I, and I could totally see that, because there's like 17 resistance people left. So, the first order is definitely in the better position at the end of this movie. I mean, the only thing the first order loses is Snoke's flagship and a dreadnought, right? Yes, lose, they lose like two ships.
1: I, I'm gonna predict that, and then the new movie starts off with uh, different planets fighting against. The First Order. And losing? Yes.
0: Yeah, like at the beginning. I can see that.
1: You know, the galaxy is all stepped up to take over. They're not going to... Because the Empire kind of slithered its way into control.
0: Whereas the First Order is going to have to do it by force. Yes. I can see, like, the opening crawl is like, you know, here's the the freaking First Order has taken over most of the galaxies, but these remaining planets are in an alliance to form in this big battle that's starting right now, a year later.
1: Right, due to the hope that Luke Skywalker brought to them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> um Oh, this is by the way, classic Star Wars storytelling of like intercutting dramatic moments that are building tension. Like here, they're slowly they're about to like go for the lightsaber. And the you know, the tension's building here. Haldos turning the ship around. They're about to cut away. So that inner cutting back and forth between the moments where they all kind of happen at the same time. It's a very Star Warsian thing. That's one thing because they, they were cutting back and forth between the execution of Finn and Rose, the lightsaber. Um, Look, they have little
1: black on their helmets. I don't didn't remember that.
0: Oh yeah, no, they they have the weird. I want to poke I saw the a dot figure.
1: A black polka dot stormtrooper.
0: Oh, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Nope, she's not running away. This is, even as much as I don't like Haldo. I do love this moment. Oh, yeah. This This is a great, great great moment. You know, I love how
1: uh, Poe can always figure out what somebody's doing, you know? He's He's, like, oh, no, she's not. She's not running away. No, she's not. And then Luke later, he's like, no. He's (laughs) doing this. That's true.
0: (laughs) Poe gets it. And now the lightsaber, hey, turn this sucker up. There's nothing that we have to say that isn't going to be cooler than the sound of this scene. It's so good. Okay, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Wow, the whole you know, basement just shook. it's not totally shook. silent. No, it's just like there's like a ghostly yeah, there's a background, a background ambience yeah. noise, yeah. Um. There's one, two, three, f- four, five, six shuttles left. How many people do you think those shuttles hold?
1: A couple, uh, maybe uh, 50.
0: Not like, even. I think... A hundred, like, I don't know. Nah, no, 20.
1: Yeah, but we see more than... Okay, so... That would be 120 people. Have Sounds about seen... right. Yeah, I guess that's about right. We're about the amount of
0: people right. in the base? Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, don't get me started with this. The cut scene, the, the revised scene of this when Finn is fighting Phasma, mm-hmm. that scene is so much better than that.: Oh, thank you. There. It is. Oh, my god. They really cut it short. That would have been excellent.
0: But at, I think at this point they just thought Phasma as a character that's interesting at all is a lost cause. Let's just get rid of her fast. That's honestly probably what they were doing. BB-8 the maniac serial killer. Woohoo.
1: Yeah, I'm sure if Ryan Johnson were sitting here, he'd say like, "Yeah, I took it out and revised it cuz it was slowing down. It, the pace it just slowed down." The yeah, because we just
0: really. had the huge moment. Like the biggest tension of the movie really is the lightsaber breaking and Haldo's sacrifice. We do get like a little fight scene here though. But like, the whole thing of like confronting him and like trying to, the troopers calling her out on being a coward, I liked that. Let's go, Chrome Dome. Hmm. Where did Finn get his hand-to-hand combat training? Because he's pretty damn good. Not gonna lie. I should check on my recorder and make sure it's still going. I like to do that from time to time. Yep, we're still good. Uh, By the way, we're hey. watching
1: this on a 122-inch screen. Oh, that's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got your projector set up here. It's fantastic. This is the best presentation of this film I've seen since theaters. It looks fantastic here.
1: This is the real reason why I made this room.
0: Yeah. To watch Star Wars movies. <laughs> Amen. In big screen. Not and this just, was before not, the Disney thing. This is before <laughs> podcasting.
1: Yeah, this is just for me. That's why the posters were all Star Wars originally. Mm. I've added some other things.
0: Goodbye, Phasma, and good riddance.
1: Okay, I think this part's dorky.
0: Oh, the, this feels very jisby walk- to me. <laughs> the chicken walker.
1: Well, that BB-8's driving it, and she's on it. Hey, come on, let's
0: go. Hey, come on, that's no more than like Padme hanging out on the weird beast in Attack of the Clones. Like, jump on!
1: Yeah, well that's weird
0: too. And then the little kiss that they <laughs> do there, that's dumb. Yeah. Oh, this this scene's pretty great though. The, yeah, the no, diamond. I
1: love this scene.
0: <laughs> Look at the amount of hair product <laughs> in Hux's head. I had I had a lot of hair product when I went to church Sunday before Christmas. Oh yeah. I I overdid a little bit. I was called out on looking like a dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. And I feel like They didn't call you a Hux, Hux. looks like Hux looks like a, a a dad right here with that kind of haircut. I also, the line is a little cheesy, but I do love the line of like, the Supreme leader is dead. Long live the Supreme (laughs) leader.
1: By the way, I I read somewhere where somebody said, okay, in this scene, he mentions that Ray left on Hux's ship. But then when we see her, she's on the Falcon. The next time we see her, what'd she do with Hux's ship?
0: I've never, I never (laughs) thought about it. I never did either. I, And I can't say that I care that much right now either. Long live the supreme leader. Classic. And then we get to really what feels kind of in a plot structural way, like an epilogue. Like, I feel like the movie could have ended there with the cliffhanger. Yeah. And this battle would have not been there. We wouldn't have seen Luke. But also I think there would. Really, this whole final additional twenty minutes—it doesn't really feel like part of the third act. This feels like its own thing. You're right, crate.
1: Every, I mean, I like this part, but every time I watch the movie, I always feel like, oh, wait, well, yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's more still, to, still twenty like, minutes, yeah. Yeah, and even when we saw the movie the first time, I thought the movie was getting ready to end, and then I even sat there and I thought, oh wait, what about crate? I remember what about the, Luke? We what about even yeah? To that
0: yet, and right? so, like Luke, really the entire crate sequence builds to Luke's triumphant return and saving the day and I'm going to keep using that fantastical language to describe his return because that's exactly what he freaking does come at me bro um but it's also a chance for 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 to showcase how Poe's character has kind of come full circle and learned his lesson from the beginning of the movie like it's his chance to realize that it's a hopeless attack they're going to lose too many so they they need to pull off. Um, which is which is good. You see you see Poe kind of returning into his own here. Maybe a little too quickly, but But the whole thing of like if there are any allies I really thought that was gonna come to something like someone else is gonna come in to save the day.
1: I just remember watching The Force Awakens. I wasn't too impressed with Carrie Fisher's acting, but in this, I think she's fantastic. Yeah,
0: she's she's so much improved. Like, remember the dialogue between her and Harrison Ford when they're talking about Kylo? Yeah, and it's just it kind of cringy. Yeah, because like Harrison's nailing it, and she, she's not really. But yeah, she's so much. She's so amazing in this movie, which I'm glad that. But which makes me a little. Like, it's the stuff from Force Awakens that was cut that they're using for... Oh, no, <laughs> I didn't even think about <laughs> Sorry. that.
1: Sorry. Oh. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, I mean, she wasn't awful, but... I remember hearing Carrie Fisher was nervous about because she hadn't acted in a while. Yeah. And I think, you know, now she's caught up to speed by this yeah. one.
0: Uh, although the, the Crystal Critters are very Star Wars-y. Like, the idea of... They're sort of like Ewoks or, you know, they're the natural part of the planet that they can follow and take inspiration from, quite literally. Blood Hoth, everybody. We have Admiral Ryken's uh, younger brother. Or General Ryken's. Gareth Edwards.
1: <laughs> right there.
0: I love that guy's just figured out that it's salt. <laughs> Everyone else, it doesn't smell salty, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Can you imagine how salty it's got to smell? True. I mean, I know it's for our benefit as the audience, but it's yeah. kind of funny. And these little rickety uh, crafts. I was actually, when I was rewatching it with the family last week, I was. Um, it was really fun, and I was kind of Googling stuff that as it came up, and, like, these speeders are really old tech that predate the Galactic Civil War. I didn't realize that.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what's cool about it. I lo- I love that part. But also, you know, here's a criticism. Like, you know, why don't they just bring the Star Destroyers down and blow up the base? And that's the criticism also of the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Like, why... Oh, well, guess send walkers down. We could just fly down and shoot it with our big star destroyers, but send the walkers down. (laughs) Like why? Yeah. And what do they only like to do these type of battles if the planet has white ground?
0: (laughs) I think that's that's the decision making factor. They're sitting in the mission planning meeting, right? Like, sir, it's a large uh, barricaded door. The uh, Star Destroyers lasers will be it'd be easy to jump into suborbital and uh take it off. No I mean, it
1: would make sense to me if Star Destroyers couldn't go into the atmosphere, then yeah. But we've now since seen that.
0: When when have we seen that? Well oh, it was
1: f- in uh uh Rogue One. Oh. And we've seen them in the Clone Wars and other things. Yeah. Remember it was above Jeddah?
0: Yeah, the- I forgot about that. But we never saw an example of that. That's why I always assume that the Star Destroyers didn't come into close. Well, and the other reason is that, that's kind of obvious, is that Vader very quickly lands and is on the base. So even once the shield is down, it's like they can't just rain fire on the base because their own commander's there. He's kind of in the way.
1: I guess, uh,
0: yeah. You can hear more about this in a previously released podcast episode from this past September, uh, where it's the audio of our... uh, analysis of military themes in star wars panel at dragon con that's available in the podcast feed look at that oh snap here we go and the falcons here big applause moment when the first time we saw it oh and there's that that uh porg shot that's in all the trailers (laughs) you notice how different the falcon gun sounds in these movies Right. It sounds more like um. Sounds like a real gun. Powerful,
1: like Like,
0: out of the sky. And that's where they make a tactical error, and they send all fighters after the Falcon. They do hate that ship. Which leaves the speeders. But I guess there's only like three speeders left. How many are there? We got. You got Rose, Finn, Poe are on speeders. Hey, a crystal trench run. <laughs> I've been very tempted to get one of those pork on board uh, <laughs> I know. things. They're hilarious. Again, also generally in Star Wars, tie fighter pilots, very gutsy. Like, if I were a pilot and I was ordered to, like, go after a ship but the ship dived into these crystal caves, I'd be like, oh, hell no. I ain't going in there. Right. Looks like we got about a dozen. Yeah. I was just going to Look how teeny tiny the Adat walkers are by comparison. This is a great moment for Finn's character, even if the setup wasn't quite what I would hope. I love how it's his time to sacrifice himself. I actually think it would have been really more powerful if he did sacrifice himself.
1: Oh, man. I was so hoping when Rose- I was ready. His, I was like, that's when I was like, I hate you, Rose. <laughs> I don't hate her character, but just at that moment, In I was that like, moment, I hate Rose like, right now because that would have just been a great Finn moment.
0: It would have been a fantastic finale for his character. <laughs> 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 I hate myself. Um... <laughs> And it but and a good good moment for post character here. They're not gonna make it, they're picking us off up, pull off. Of course, Finn isn't gonna listen.
1: Well also because, you know, think about it, I mean Rose's sister died. Now she has, you know, some feelings. I mean, we don't know it's necessarily romantic, but, you know, she admires and she thinks a lot of Finn until he wants to go in the escape pod, and then she thinks, you know, he's kind of a weakling, a chicken or whatever in some sense, and if he would have sacrificed himself to save her life and the others.
0: And then he becomes the full hero she right. thought he was right. in the beginning. That's, that would have uh, been poetic. Yeah, But you
1: could say he did because she knows he was willing to sacrifice himself. She stopped
0: him. True but he could have pulled away at the last laster second she'll never know. <laughs> 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 no, but like especially with the music here it rises. I mean it, it is uh, and not to take away from it because this is a b- incredible moment for his character because this isn't for Ray or this is this is because he believes in saving saving not just his friends but saving the resistance cause and it's just oh it's so beautiful. Wait for it, wait for it. Wait for it. Screw you Rose. Alright, no. <laughs> You're right. Evil <laughs> Rose. <laughs> yeah, saving her friend. Come on. <laughs> I love that shot. That's the sliding into first base right there. <laughs> that uh mm. So
1: do we th- do we expect to see Gareth Edwards in episode nine? as part of the resistance. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, you know what I'd love to see? Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Make a cameo. And then,
0: but like, <laughs> Ryan Johnson's a soldier. He's a resistance soldier. He pulls out a blaster, opens fire, and then like, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of bubbles that come out. And then he turns to Cameron and says, we weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> that would be <laughs> Ryan Johnson's cameo. Not fighting what we hate, saving what we love. It is a beautiful sentiment. That is what Star Wars is about. It be funny if Finn
1: just said to her, oh, great. Everyone just died, and <laughs> you gave me a kiss. And I co-saved everyone. Totally
0: worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. And uh General Hux? Hmm. but nobody's listening. Not even Lando, guys. Sorry. Hope's lost. It's the end of the rope. Oh well. I I got to admit, Bruce, I do not want to talk over the Luke scene with Leia.
1: Should I turn it up when we get to that part? I kind
0: of feel like we should. I I feel like I know we're doing that's bad commentary. Like I should have intelligent things to say about the scene, but I really don't. It's just...
1: You have yet to have an intelligent... (laughs) (laughs) My entire
0: podcasting career. (laughs) It's true.
1: But everybody can listen to it with us.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder... I mean, honest question. Does it take anything away that it's not really him or that it's him projecting? No. Yeah. Like the ah. ah the music. <laughs> see it's such a great line. It's Oh, I love it so much. I'm I'm moving closer to the speaker. I'm sorry. I know. I know you. This cuz there's a there's a level of mourning that's happening between the two and we haven't had that release that, that since cuz it's we've needed it since han's death and even kylo's fall yeah. and like this line here for so long but i know my son's gone like that loss it's real but luke is the one who's encouraging I can't think of a better way to have the final moments of these two characters together. And he gives her No one's dice. ever gone and closes the dice softly on her hand and kisses her forehead. I like, mm, I want to cry again. It's such a beautiful moment. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I do love the little wink at C-3PO, though. <laughs> it's so well done. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, this is everything I wanted it to be for Luke's character. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> interesting cuz like enter down for just say the um luke skywalker here not only is this him kind of fulfilling everything that we want to see from luke the hero but it's it's him embodying everything that kylo ren has come to hate because kylo ren kylo doesn't want to let himself accept like, like he's literally trying to kill the parts of him that are luke Yes, and, he's always struggling. And, to and like this is him literally like all. every gun destroy him. He wants to destroy Luke because that's the part of himself that he's trying to reject.
1: Now, did you think Luke died at this moment? No, no, not of at course all.
0: Not.
1: No, <laughs> wouldn't it be no. funny if that's how? Really, that's that, how they killed Luke Skywalker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's it. I yeah, I was. It'd be interesting. Huh. I was. I wasn't sure what would happen though. But like him like chip off the old shoulder. Like that's so good. So Also the lighting and cinematography in this whole sequence is just so well done. Yeah.
1: There he is. Yep. They're Hi guys.
0: <laughs> dun 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 dun. Yeah. This is sort of the. There's got to
1: be a point, like how did he do that? I want to learn how to do that.
0: Yeah, like some curiosity, maybe some jealousy. Also, um, oh, also pretty great one, right away, sir. <laughs> but like that is a significant moment. That's when um he calls him supreme leader for the first time. Yes. So supreme this is sort of leader. maybe a preview of what we'll get in episode nine, where he is truly the supreme leader of the first order.
1: Well, no, but emperor of the whole galaxy. Which is a
0: different dynamic than Return of the Jedi because it'd be like Luke trying to convert the emperor, right? At least in terms of position of power. That adds a very, maybe he'll have an apprentice of some kind or an attaché. I just wanted to say attaché. (laughs) I just wanted to say attaché. Yep, this is it. Yep, again. This is where Poe knows what's going on very cinematic face-off. But again, not a true duel. To save my soul. So at what point in the movie did you begin to suspect that Luke wasn't real? Did you not get it until you saw him there? Or were were you suspicious? Um... I was weirded out by he looked weird. I was like, "What's going on?" Yeah, but I I was too dumb to figure it out.
1: No, I didn't figure it out. I think it's like when he when Kylo is like putting puts his lightsaber through him. You know. Yeah, and, and they're like, oh, like, uh, okay. Yeah. Is he not there? Or, yeah.
0: They're the spark that'll light the fire that'll ignite the flame that'll <sighs> launch the the blaze that will all right we'll stop that's one of my favorite jokes that we would do (laughs) (laughs) since the trailer um yeah this is really a good moment for poe where he has grown you can see how much he's grown and matured because of his experience that's right and i do appreciate that the whole haldo thing i actually think it's a good subplot the idea of mutiny and that sort of the, uh, that element of the movie, I think, is an interesting story point. It's just mostly the execution of Haldo as a character that became frustrating for me. Um, by the way, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to do a shameless plug of the... It's on the Legal Geeks YouTube page as well as our Facebook. But I have a bunch of video from our mock trial of Poe Dameron that we did at Comic-Con this year. One of the most popular and rewarding and fun projects I've ever done in, in Star Wars fandom... Oh, wow. It was yeah. so much fun to do. Yeah. And also Oscar Isaac saw it. Yes. Like, that came up at one point. That was exciting. Escaping the underground tunnels. Mm. We've gotten very quiet in the latter half of this commentary. It's hard I'm being to a little self this. I'm seeing a little self-critical I remember like, doing this Don't we have to have good Michael things Christine to Christine's
1: say? <laughs> like it was just like I can't help like just I get sucked in.
0: Yeah. Uh I do want to bring something up towards the end of the film about remind me social media and expectations. Okay. As a Star Wars fan just remind me. I'm I'm sure I'll forget. But um now we sort of get Ray's chance to lifting rocks. I remember thinking, being like, even when I saw, I was like, wow, that's really powerful in the movie. I I wasn't like incredulous at it, but when she actually does it.
1: I did notice Luke's foot not moving the salt. (laughs) I didn't notice it the first time. I noticed it, but I didn't think anything of it. I just remember thinking, like, Like well, they didn't. I just figured it was an error or, like, I didn't really think anything of it. Just
0: Yeah. A very, um, almost like, he, that pose he struck there when he goes to his defense pose, right out of Empire when he faces Vader. Yes. I love that. Like this stance right here. Kylo Ren has his own very distinct style, though. I really like it. Like Even when he ignites his lightsaber, it's like he does in the trailer in the first one. Leaning forward, the wide stance, kind of yeah. pointing it down as he ignites it. It's not very he has, Jedi. He has you know, his own yeah, so. it's a very again great great line. This is Luke. This is Luke sort of coming to believe it himself fully. Like now yeah, he oh yeah. he's believing in the cause. The rebellions reborn and I am not the last Jedi. Cutting to Rey. I think there's a point to why he says I'm not the last Jedi and it's just like right yep, here. They show I feel it, like that's saying something. Yep. So the, the last the Jedi, Jedi is Admiral Haldo. Yes. <laughs> if I were um Finn, I would be a little hesitant to run that quickly yeah, near like, that near the rocks. You'd think he'd
1: say, uh, can you move the rocks or is it okay for me to go through? But they finally
0: get to reunite. Like the whole dynamic of the Force Awakens is their banter. Yeah. And this film goes the whole thing without it. You see the resolve with and sort of pain in Luke's eyes here upon repeated viewings, and I notice, like, he knows what's going to happen now. He knows he's going to die. Like, and the piece that you see here, to me, that's incredible Mark Hamill's delivery. And that will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. That line, is to me, is, like, what makes the room for whatever he does in the next movie. He'll always be with him. Yep. Because he does strike him down in e- anger. Uh, Alright, we're doing it again. Crank that sucker up, man. We gotta just embrace the moment here. Oh, sh- shoot! <laughs> it's happening. He did it. Hey, Bruce, who saved the day? He saved the day. That's right. He's the hero. Amen. Preach it, brother. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I was surprised that he died, though. When the first time I watched this, I was not expecting it.
1: Well, well yeah, because there are
0: there are lines in the movie that hint at it. I just yeah. really didn't those didn't register. Like the hey, this doing this thing would kill you, right? right? Like little things like that. I just didn't notice. Yeah, I
1: didn't pick up on that till other viewings that those hints were there.
0: But even with that, this is so, it's so but well done. I also done. don't like,
1: think of him as being dying Yeah, like
0: yeah, that's true. I mean, he may
1: be dying, but he didn't die. He willed himself gave himself to the force, just like Obi-Wan yeah. and Yoda did.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. And it's a perfect it's a perfect um, continuation of that. Because yeah. like, and I I always got the sense that it was the peace that they were at that allowed them to pass into the force. Like, Qui-Gon's death was violent and sudden, right. but like, Obi-Wan lets himself go. So does Yoda. Yeah, And then now Luke, before the twin sons. Ah, oh. such a great, great movie. Now mm. there's just one son. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a poetic. It's 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 what he's seeing in his mind, in his heart. He's seeing.
1: That's inconsistency. They were so <laughs> lazy
0: on this movie. Come on, just accept it. It's twin sons. Da dum 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 dum.
1: This is like when Anakin was approaching
0: the yeah, Jedi Yeah, same tank. shot. I'm sure that was on purpose. Yeah, that was thought through. Oh man! And then um, the dice. The dice really are a big part of this movie. Oh yeah, and Force Time number three, four, last one, last Force Time. Not a word spoken, a door closed. Is, I think that's kind of pointing to, like, does she try to redeem him? That points to no. Mm. Could be. I don't know. But, it's sort of like, Kylo's sort of wallowing in his failure here because really what's happened is hope has been allowed to survive. And that's the one thing he couldn't do. Like, yes, did they defeat the Resistance? Yes. Is the Resistance a fraction of what it was? Yes. But that, like, kernel of hope is still there. He can't stamp it out. And that's what he wants. In the same way that he wants to stamp out any element of the light in himself, he wants to stamp out hope for the galaxy. And I really think that that's...
1: So maybe the next movie's called A Renewed Hope.
0: <laughs> a renewed hope. Uh, a the ho- hope strikes back. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Return of the Hope Strikes
1: Back.
0: <laughs> Return of the Hope striking back into the heart of the revenge of the attack of the Phantom. <laughs> I don't know. I love uh, the the line that in John Williams. Um, it, in the tracks and soundtrack, the the title of the track from The Face Off is called Peace and Purpose. Oh, and again, man. that's sort of him modeling those who taught him in Obi-Wan and Yoda and passing on with Peace and Purpose. Well, that's the end, guys. That's all. Cut to credits in three, two, and one. What?
1: <laughs> what is this? What is a- it? What are these kids? Oh, where, this is the no, Disney part. What of are the these movie. kids going? This what is is kids.
0: Deep. What a bunch of cr- It's Like what a bunch of can't believe. Doing. <laughs> I I think this scene's cute. I like it.
1: Yes. Now, did you notice the broom? Oh yeah, the first time. And so did I. I've heard a lot of people say they didn't the
0: first time. It is low lighting, but I can also see why you would be processing a lot. Like the hero of your childhood just died. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you may not notice the broom. But I didn't take this as a slam on the prequels either. I thought this is just like him. It, again, it gets back to the the hope still alive. Yes. With the symbol of the rebel alliance or the resistance there. Da-da-da-da. All right, let's crank it, man. One last time. Let's close it out. These speakers, man. (laughs) It's a great tune. I love it. (laughs) Bruce is bouncing up and down in in the left seat right now. wonder what the post credit scene is
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah do we wait here let me google to see if there's a post credit
0: <laughs> that's i've seen that in, like every superhero movie you see people whip out the phones of like what I, ha- p- I
1: do that all the time cuz my wife and my daughters are always like is there a post is there a-? and i'm like hold on uh, I'm like, like, oh, i yeah. have to remember to look before i go to the theater Yeah. To find out.
0: Um, mm. By the way, that was great. So, Turn up
1: the music. I love how I could feel the furniture shaking. Yeah, I know. You were having a
0: great time there. It was great. No, what was that I told you to remind me of? It was like um, revisiting the... Oh, so... Social
1: media, yeah. So
0: in the last... Um, and the, this year's changed a lot for me because like, when we used to be here and I lived here and I only worked part-time and I was waiting to be active. You lived to, in my house? Yeah, basically. <laughs> um that it was a very different era in Riley's personal life because now that I'm active duty military, I just have a lot less time. And one of the big things about my Star Wars fandom, the Star Wars fandom, it, wow, he just downed the rest of our beverage. <laughs> 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 this, cheers to you, well, sir. Well, there's a lot of uh, melted ice. Oh, uh, let me have a sip here. Mm. Um. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic orange juice. Um, <laughs> No, what was I saying? Oh, um, A lot of my energy, like in the podcast, like I haven't been on as regularly, like I still come on pretty regularly, but like overall the last jet, my experience with Star Wars fandom and looking at the last Jedi has changed a lot this year, but one of the main areas that's changed because the podcast is still largely the same. um,
1: I think the podcast has gotten better. Go (laughs) on.
0: Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, so, so do all of our reviewers. I'll leave you, I promise. No. People oh my saying.
1: gosh, I haven't read reviews. Oh. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh. we go.
0: But what has changed most significantly, honestly, is the extent to which I am I read or participate in any kind of social media in Star Wars. It's very minimal. Um, and I think that's helped, <laughs> like, a lot. Helped Cause what? My enjoyment of Star Wars.
1: So you enjo- you enjoyed star wars but you enjoy it more yeah. by distancing yourself from the community
0: from the social media community the social mu- media cuz like i still talk about and heard out about star wars all the time here on the podcast but with other friends military wise but uh not so much on twitter and it's it just helps it's just better it's i'm living I'm, I'm living a better life now <laughs> it's, it's just um. I, well, I have to agree with you. Like too. my experience with Star Wars, like my going back and rewatching Return of the Jedi and and um, Empire with my with my girlfriend, like that's been so much fun. Like it's a whole exercise in like not wanting to overexplain because like you can cause it's uh, and just letting her experience the story, but at the same time clarifying some things. It's like a really fun little yeah. experience that's part of my fandom, right? right? But not has nothing to do with who hated what about the Last Jedi. And so that's like, we got to about maybe two thirds the way through this movie, a little over halfway, and I was like, I'm run out of things to say about what other people have to say about The Last Jedi, right? Yeah. It's kind of a weird place to be, but I like it. I, I like this movie, man. Like, I have opinions There are the things I don't like, which I talked well, about in some I, detail, but...
1: I, I can totally understand that, and I've distanced myself from Twitter and, I mean, Facebook, some social media of this stuff, I'm not as active... Just because, you know, it's fine, and I get it if you don't like this movie. I get why. I mean, I've heard all the things, and I'm not saying I disagree with it. It's just I'm okay with it. It worked for me. It doesn't work for others. And, you know, I'm sorry that it doesn't, but, you know, it just doesn't. I, I don't have a problem. I'm not defending the movie. The problem I have is it's been a year, and it's just constant when I hear constant bashing on something that I enjoy, it's the same thing as if you went to Disney World. Yeah. And you're with a bunch of friends, and you had a great time at Disney World, and as you're walking out of the park, you got that one friend that all they do is just complain about what a crappy day it was, and then you get in the car, and you hear about it, and you go out for dinner afterwards, and you hear, yeah. you like, okay, got it. You just took a perfect day, or mm. I had a great time, and all, you, all you're doing is complaining. Yeah. And that's how it feels, and again, I'm not saying it's not, it's... You shouldn't complain or you don't. It's just, you know, when you like something, you just don't want to hear people constantly bash it, you know? Yeah, it's you, like, you uh, I mean, it. as
0: our, as, as our uh, email earlier was saying, Tristan was like, you if they really didn't like the movie, it's a movie. And, like, I appreciate that sentiment because that's, um, you know, that that that's the way you have to approach these things. But I also, I'm at a place now where we're in, we're about to be in the year of a new Star Wars movie, and there's so many, I really think that, it'll be easier a to be removed from some of the social media and some of the more negativity in Star Wars fandom and just embrace what we do like and like that cuz there'll be so many options we've got the Mandalorian coming up we've got episode 9 coming up we've got more Star Wars animation we've got what what is it resistance we've got yeah, we have resistance, resistance. On right we got now. well we got the the Lego Star Wars stuff we got yep. the comics we've got there's a lot of stuff that i sort of want to make 2019, my year to just sort of get back to my roots and just embrace what I like about Star Wars and make that the focus of the show. Yes. Amen. Amen. And amen. Well, everybody, this has been a fun, fun little, uh, fun little time, fun experiment, fun. If you listen to on the podcast feeds right here, um, because we we tried this new thing of splitting up the episodes, because li- believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, we sat down and did all of this in. Uh, two hours and thirty-five minutes. Woo. Holy cow! That's like the longest podcast we've ever done, Bruce. Well, I think, no, because we, we did, did a the commentary c- before, but we started earlier and we're finishing later than the other one. Pretty sure this is longer overall. Oh, okay. Well, by like two minutes. Um, but no, it's uh, you know what?
1: last week's is really short. Yes, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We're day. making
0: up for it. Um, but uh, hey, starwarsreport at gmail That's where you can email us. Uh, at Star Wars Report on all across social media, and of course. At Admiral underscore Rex on Twitter and just Admiral Rex on the Instagram. Uh, I am at the Riley guy, and also check out uh, the Mouse and Castle podcast, Mouse and Castle yeah, for all things Disney,
1: and check out Trek FM mm.
0: if you like. What's that? that I don't stuff. know what that. Hmm. No. <laughs> Is that trek.fm? Do you guys have that URL? Yeah,
1: it's trek.fm. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, just to make a comment about that, that has nothing to do with Star Trek. Uh, there's a show in there called The 602 Club, and I know we've mentioned it before, but uh, Christy Morse and I were on mm. an episode recently with Matt Rushing. It's his show about Aquaman. So if you like the Aquaman, Aquaman. check out that. I
0: just saw that uh, yesterday, day before. Yeah. Did you like it? It was okay. Yeah. It was it was good. Yeah.
1: No, I'm with you. It mean, wasn't great. Yeah.
0: Anyway, <laughs> we'll do our full Aquaman review next week on the Star Wars Report podcast. Oh, I love the. Um,
1: I haven't seen Mary Poppins Returns yet. So good. Okay. It's really good. I really want to see.
0: Really that. good music too, and all original. Mo- very most of it's original music. Okay. So it's one of those that you have to watch it. And I watched the one time. And I've been listening to the soundtrack, and I want to go see it again now okay. that I know the music.
1: Someone told me there was only one or two songs in it. They so that's are not true, huh? emphatically wrong. Okay. There's
0: like four or five awesome original songs. Okay.
1: It was somebody that hadn't seen it. They just said they oh, heard that. Oh, what a That's venture. why I was like,
0: oh. uh, "Hey, that's that's the credits of rolled. Piracy is not a victimless crime, everybody." Um, but uh, but hey, speaking of piracy, now I'm kidding. But we actually, I'm I'm going to produce a video picture and picture version of this commentary. If you've been listening to the uh, tracks, but you want to actually watch the movie and hear our voices. Uh, you can do that it's uh, I've made it really simple because you can sync up with the audio over at patreon.com we have the whole like the full two and a half hour audio but also if you want to just make it simple and watch it on your iPhone or laptop and just stream it uh, I will make that available through our patreon patreon.com/ star Wars report uh, sign up there's a bunch of different levels uh, I think it's, it's the five buck level where we do all of our audio bonus content. So you can chip in a few bucks each month and uh, help out the show and get access to all of our bonus content as well. So we'll have that going for you. But uh, until next time, thanks for listening to the Star Wars Report and uh, thank you for writing Star Tours. Bye-bye. I had to jump into your pitch. I didn't notice that. I I started too low. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, 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 bye.
1: Or as my mom does. When she hangs up the phone, she always says, mm hmm, bye,
0: bye. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Bye, bye. Uh, Bye, Felicia.